All right, what's good, everybody? My name is MJ Nelson. I have my co-host. Uh, my name is Kylo. You know, this is the 40-Yard Dash. The 40-Yard Dash. Welcome to the new podcast where we'll be talking about various sports topics. Right now, we're going to be heavily into basketball and football. Today's episode is going to be a little shorter. We're going to spend about five minutes per topic. Normally, these would be a 40-minute episode. So, Mikhail, go ahead and tell them a little bit about so, yourself. So, you know, I'm a big sports fan, you know, my whole life. I'm a huge Lakers fan. Always been a Lakers fan growing up. Shaq, Kobe, era, my pops, he grew up watching Kareem and Magic. So, you know, just off of that, you know, I'm a huge Lakers fan, you know, with the, with the football. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. I grew up watching a great show on turf. So, I'm a Rams fan, even though I'm there in L.A. Those are my two teams. You know, you got to claim your team before, you know, you start talking sports just so people know what your mind is. And so, those are my teams right here. You know, Malcolm will share with you his favorite teams. Yeah, so I am a lifelong Suns fan. I know that's, that's an odd team to be a fan of, Never but I grew that. up with the seven seconds or less offense. So I seen Steve Nash and Amari start on my whooping team's ass. I heard it never result into a ring. We're going to have a, a talk in the future about Mike D'Antoni, and I'm going to give you the, the whole spiel on that. I am also an ex-Chargers fan turned into a Saints fan. It's a long story in between, but I'm riding with the quarterback I started it all with, Drew Brees is one of the reasons I started watching football, and I'm going to be here for the end of his career, but that's the squads that I'm rolling with for today. I'm also a Cardinals fan for uh, baseball, of course, but, of course. you know, that's because that's, that's for the city. Oh, yeah. But enough about us. I know y'all tired of hearing about that shit. Let's go ahead and let's jump into right. some topics. Talk right. We're going to jump right into basketball, Western Conference Finals. All right, so we want to jump into the Western Conference Finals to begin with. So as I said, I'm a Lakers fan, so I'm as happy as can be right now. We look very good. I'm going to go ahead and make the bold prediction. We are winning the championship. I don't know if that is a bold prediction. I mean, everybody kind of got that energy now. The two teams we thought that were going to – that had the chance to stop us are the Bucks and the Clippers, and mm. you see where they are. So, you know – They both look soft as shit this year. They did. They really did. I don't know if it was the bubble – if it was just man, I don't want to hear issues. it. There is a million variables. There's a million things people can use it as an excuse. But hey, I your mean, MVP is out of the league, which is shocking as hell to me. I really thought that they would give Bron the MVP. Yes, uh, based off of age and performance, I do understand AD has the stat leader for most, but I feel like AD consistently puts up empty stats. He did it when he was in New Orleans. I'm not saying these stats are empty, but. It's clear that Braun is the leader of this team. And that's the thing. He's splitting the ball with another true all-star. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Giannis, he is the sole heart of that. You know, you, you, you take mm-hmm. him off, they're decent. But uh, Middleton's technically another all-star, but he's not getting as many touches as AD. No, nah, he's a catch and shooter. Exactly. He's clay, so, essentially. It, right. When you put those things in perspective, I think Braun hands down deserved the MVP. But that's another conversation. I mean, as far as what he's doing this series, I think him and AD are taking over I think they're going to close this out and uh, you know while I'm being bold and predicting the championship I think this Nugget series will be a sweep knock on wood I don't want to jinx them but hey game one looked phenomenal um, mm-hmm. in order for the Nuggets to win I think they're going to have a lot and they're going to need a lot of bench production they're going to need the Michael Porters and those guys to, to step up because um, I don't think Jokic and Murray can do it on their own but you know if they if they can do that they'll maybe take a game or two but ultimately I think no matter what they do uh, Bron and those guys are going to get to the championship and ultimately close it out so 
that's what I think will happen. But, you know, I don't know if you have any other thoughts about that. I mean, looking at it, I, I think that the Nuggets probably, if, if they don't get swept, which is a strong possibility, because um, the addition of Rondo back into the lineup has been key. We did have that conversation about how valuable I think Rondo is to certain teams. But I, I feel as though you got that second floor general for that second unit. Caruso, to me, is not that guy to be the floor general. He's there for defense and occasional buckets. Yeah. Rondo is that the maestro of the second unit. And I think them that second unit is so strong defensively because you bring in Dwight, you bring in Caruso, you bring in uh, Rondo, you bring in... Uh, well, Kuzma comes off the Marquise bench. Marquise also. When he's, Doesn't Marquise come on off the bench? Marquise started a few games the, pri- the they previous throw him, series. They switched between him and Kuzma. Yeah, so. he's getting a lot more time off the bench. So, And I'll be one of those people to admit I did not realize Rondo's impact would be as big as it has been. But I am glad I was wrong about that. I'm yeah. glad he is. Uh, he has that playoff experience. He, he knows how to run the offense when Bron is not on the court. And uh, that's exactly what we need. So... Um, I think as long as we keep that up and you have him and guys like Dwight Howard stepping up for this series, that this is going to be not even an issue. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that these other teams didn't have is there has – I mean, Rudy Gobert, is, he's no slouch. But, I mean, that wasn't Rudy – that wasn't Joker's series. That was Jamal Murray's series, the, the yes, first first series. point games. Yeah, he was balling. Second series was the Jokers. That's because they had no one to neutralize him. Nope. This time, it's a different ball game. There is so many bodies that's going to be thrown at Murray. It's so many bodies that's going to be thrown at Joker because it's you going Murray's going to see Rondo. He's going to see Caruso. He's going to see LeBron. He might see AD. That's all defense. Then Joker's going to see AD. He's going to see JaVale McGee, and he's going to see Dwight Howard. And I mean, I'm not saying that they're gonna, they're unstoppable, but I'm saying there's so much veteran leadership with the Lakers right now. I don't understand a scenario where they will not win this. If they if they don't win this, I think it's probably a bigger choke than them than the Clippers losing. For sure. Oh yeah, all the pressure is on us. All the quote unquote good teams are out of the league and are out of the playoffs, and this is supposed to be our playoffs to lose. So you know you're 100 right. Maybe I'm naive to count the Nuggets out after seeing both <laughs> the historic two, comebacks they yeah. had, uh, but. You know, I, I I just got a feeling. You know, this is my team, obviously, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Hey, they'll close it out. You got to talk your ish, man. They in the fi- uh, playoffs. We'll see if they make it to the finals. So, let's go ahead and jump topics. All right. So, in the Eastern Conference, we have the Celtics versus the Heat, and I feel as though this series is shaping up to be phenomenal, man. I think these are two gritty teams. Like, I love what both of these teams have done. Um, I, I like the addition of Kimba as opposed to Kyrie, even though Kyrie is one of my favorite players. I don't necessarily know if this was the team that, that he was instructed to leave. His heart wasn't in this one. I think it would be different in Brooklyn, but I think Kimba's desire to be where he is now fits with the desire of the rest of the Celtics. And I think Jimmy Butler has finally found his team of dogs. Honestly, I have no idea who's going to come out here. This is going to come from a level of heart. Uh, who has the m- most heart, I should say. But I think talent-wise, I think the Celtics have it off talent. So if we did have to go based off of talent and just my my attachment to the city and my guy JT out here balling, 
I'm going to say the Celtics are going to win, especially with Gordon Hayward being put into the lineup. It's definitely interesting to see the Celtics being down 0-2, you know, especially with, you know, the talent on the roster. I think we haven't seen seen Kemba really play. He had a pretty decent game one, um, but I, I think he's going to pick up, you know, a lot of the offensive production. Um, I think that's the biggest difference we see now is, is on this playoff Celtics team. Uh, Kemba has taken more of a backseat role versus uh, Kyrie was their number one go-to option. And then you've had Jason Tatum emerge as the star player he is and, and be very productive on the offense and defensive end. So um, Kemba, he, he fits in a lot better than Kyrie did for that reason. Uh, but, you know, it's hard to count on Miami because they, they are an effort team. They have guys like Tyler Hero and uh, and Jay Crowder who step up when Jimmy Butler isn't at his best. So yes, and Drogic the ball and Drogic, yeah. So they're up, they're up two zero. It's it's their series to lose, but I think this is going to go all seven games. And I also have the Celtics coming out of the East just because of the talent. I, I think you know after what what happened previously and 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 uh, you know Marcus Smart having the uh, conversation, the you know yelling in the locker room, it's going to wake these guys up and they're going to close out the next four games. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But, you know, I have the Celtics coming out the East for sure. And I think whoever it is, they're still going to lose to the Lakers, to be completely honest with you. And, you know, I'm saying this as a Lakers fan and also just, you know, watching hoops. I, I don't see anybody beating them, but it'll be very interesting to see those two teams play. And it would be historic to just have a classic Lakers-Celtics finals. Who doesn't want to see that? I mean, um, it's, it's perfect, you yeah. know. Like, you couldn't write a better script. Like, let's say the NBA was scripted. You could not write anything better than this. Like, really? the two most, like, prestigious franchises in the NBA have the history, history of battling each other. You know, you, you have them potentially going against each other in the finals during a pandemic with all eyes on them. I mean, the eyes are divided right now because of football starting and uh, WNBA going on and NHL, everything and MLB starting up. So everything is going it's on at the same time. You know, so I mean, the eyes are divided, but I mean, everybody is looking like, is LeBron winning this fourth ring? After the Clippers lost, that's literally the narrative. Can LeBron win this fourth ring? And, I mean, it depends on who comes out the East. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's like that, that Heat team is full of dogs. And I really feel like either one of these teams that goes against who, like, let's say the Lakers win. If any one of these teams that go against them, this literally has a story tied to LeBron. And it's a perfect career tying segment because like with Boston that was the team that kept LeBron from getting over the hump and getting that championship initially yeah then Miami was the place he first won a ring let's say this is LeBron's for uh last ring that's the first ring and he beat and no that, matter you how know, you put it it's, it's interesting it's you can correlate it's a great storyline it's great for the game of basketball yeah um you know Lakers need to do their job, close it out, make it to there. And, yeah, whoever they end up playing, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a classic finals, but uh, Lakers are fourth. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't know to say Lakers are fourth. I mean, it depends on who they, they play. It really if it's, does. If it's the Celtics, I got Lakers in six. If it's the Heat, I have Lakers in five. Yep, I can see that. I can I can see either way. I can see them closing out, getting the Heat out of here much quicker. Mm -hmm. uh, Celtics, I think they're going to stick around. They have a really talented, deep roster and – that team does not I mean, they, they're not afraid. They've been here before. They play LeBron. you literally seeing the emergence of two superstars. You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They faced LeBron before. They're not afraid. 
Let's see what they do. Very true. Yeah, we got we got game three going on right now. So we're going to give you an update after, you know, next week and we, we see what's going on. So either it's going to be Miami up 3-0 or you are going to have the Boston Celtics with some resilience. And I think they're going to take this all seven games. But we'll fill you in next week and we'll, we'll see, you know, who's right about that prediction. We definitely will. So let's go ahead and get to the next topic. Let's switch sports, actually. Okay. All right. So we are going to jump topics and, and talk about a little football this year and um, there's a lot of stuff going on week one that I want to talk about. Obviously, I told you guys I'm a Rams fan, so hey, I'm happy this week. We we beat the Cowboys. It wasn't a great game, but we definitely beat the Cowboys. But as far as some teams that I like week one that I think, you know, hey, it's a bold prediction week one, um, but teams I can see being powerhouses this year, um, I want to credit the Seahawks. I want to credit the division in general, the 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 NFC West. Um 49ers and, and, and the Cardinals had a great game, but Kyler Murray... Everybody's 1-0, right? Uh, no, I mean, the, the 49ers and Cardinals played each other, so... the They did, I'm tripping. 49ers lost, you know, and they're a great team. They had a lot of injuries. They, they lost their tight end. Um, their run game did not look the same as it did last year. They lost a lot of people in the offensive line that you could probably uh, credit that towards. But, you know, the NFC West, hands down, is, is the, the best division in football. Um, the Rams look good, you know, but I think hands down the the Seahawks look the best. So yeah, well, that's Seahawks division to lose. Exactly. So I mean, the division looks great. I'm happy. Um, surprised to see Brady and some of those guys. You know, you can contribute that loss maybe towards the lack of chemistry. You know, we had me and Malcolm had a conversation about that earlier. There's a lot of variables that kind of go into place, but you know, that's actually his division with him being a Saints fan. So how do you feel about that game? Uh, I mean, it was a very rusty and sloppy game. Um, I'm very saddened to see my boy uh, Mike Thomas actually get injured right now because I feel like this is the year to solidify him as the best receiver in the league. I feel like this was the year for that. He got a lot of criticism he for did, being a five-yard slant receiver. Last I mean, year. but if you can't guard it, you know what's coming. Does can't that mean Mike, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, even like, and he does do more than slants. Obviously, but also you have to balance the ball, and that ball is coming out to the backfield as well because you have Kamara catching passes from back there. I mean, it's it, you have a lot of talent. Then you don't know where the ball is with Taysom Hill. So I mean, if you see him running up in a tight end, I'm saying he is throwing a damn bomb. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, if he's catching the ball out of slants a majority of the time, I mean, guard it. And at the same time, also, you don't know where the ball is going. And with the addition of Emmanuel Sanders there, you really don't understand what the hell is happening. Now you have a a bona fide one and a bona fide two. And then, uh, you know, before Ted Ginn was there, but he got hands made of stone and he'll drop a perfectly drop pass. You know what I'm saying? Just like Aguilar, he dropped everything. But I mean, he he fast. Yeah, he (laughs) got speed. but. But I mean, he was there and he can open up and stretch the floor. But I think arm strength is something that Drew Brees will struggle with because he's older. The injury is weighed on him. And I think, honestly speaking, with Tom Brady being introduced into a, a division where there's actual defense and actual good football team, this ain't that AFC East shit that he was in before where he was playing against the Dolphins when they sucked or Buffalo when they sucked. These are real squads over here. That's a good point. I mean, you, you're yeah. playing – the Panthers, you, you that means you have to game plan 
for uh, Run CMC. I don't know if that's a good. I mean, no, I'm saying you have the game plan for Run CMC. Oh yeah, McCaffrey, he's a game changer. I mean, if you. There's nothing you can do if he's running for 200 yards. If he's scoring in a high clip. You just have to contain him. It's going to be extremely hard to game plan for McCaffrey. All you have to do is contain him and then shut down all the other controllable stuff. But that's another great division. Another team that we did speak about that I do want to talk about is actually the Packers. The Packers whooped the Vikings. And Aaron Rodgers looks like the Aaron Rodgers that we know well for the past few years. Um, I mean, he's kind of reliant heavily on Devontae Adams. But outside of that, I, I think if Adam stays healthy and they, they have, you know, a good run game, they may be a top contender in the NFC as well. Um, and then another team that we discussed, uh, you know, was the Patriots with Cam Newton. Yeah. The Patriots, they don't look too bad. They, you know? they look good. They've adapted towards Cam's play style and they ran a lot of options. And, you know, I think they're kind of catering the play calling to his ability um, and if they can maintain that, I think it's going to be them and the Bills and the NF and, and excuse me, in the AFC East. I mean, it's a match made in heaven, right? So I think a lot of people they under how can I put it the relationship between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, right? It's undercut either way. Bill doesn't have the success without Tom. Tom doesn't have the success without Bill. You don't know that because you've never seen it. But I feel like we take for granted the mind of Bill Belichick. Cam Newton is Bill Belichick's dream quarterback. The man is big, 6'5". What is he, about 2'40"? Two, yeah. He is has a cannon for arm. It may not be the most accurate in some places, but that man can throw that ball far. Yep. And he can throw it with some good velocity. The man is... He loves the game, and that man plays with heart. I also credit, on top of having Bill Belichick as a head coach, you have a great offensive coordinator, you do. Josh McDaniels. You do. And you, you can tell the effort that they put in in this offseason to draw those plays up to work in his favor. I did mm-hmm. not imagine as many quarterback runs a, a, as we've seen. Coming out the New England Exactly, offense. for New England. That is very different. So I credit them, instead of forcing him to play, the style that they wanted, they actually made the change to make something that worked in his. And that's good to see. So them, and then of course, you know, Buffalo looks good with with Josh Allen and they they have Mm -hmm. Josh Brown. They have, um, you know, Stephon Diggs. I I think they are going to be the team coming out of that division, but I don't see Patriots too far behind. I think they are definitely a contender for a wild card playoff spot playing it the way that they've been playing. I mean, we'll see. I have to see it. Because I believe in Bill Belichick's uh, coaching, so I can honestly see him leading that team off of schemes. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because I'm not saying Josh Allen is not great. I I think the addition of Stephon Diggs is amazing. Um, He was giving us hell in our division. Um, But honestly speaking, I mean, if you really look at it, the Patriots – are hard to stop with Cam. Cam is a force. If you look at Carolina with Cam and then look what they did without him, it was a little rough. Two completely different teams. Two completely That and man is a tank. You want to emphasize a healthy Cam. I think that's his biggest thing that's been holding him back his whole oh, career. The fault. past three, four years, um, you know, just health. He can't stay healthy, so he can't play at the level that he needs to play at. Yep. But a healthy Cam Newton behind the offensive line – 
there in New England, if he runs and he protects himself and he slides and he gets himself out of harm's way, you know, they can definitely do some damage there, you know. So we'll see. I, I don't see this being consistent for five, ten years, but no. I think they can definitely make it to the playoffs the next few years and they can build some pieces around Cam to kind of, you know, have some success yeah. there. But I can see them bouncing between winning the division and sneaking in as a wild card. I can, see, I can see it because I feel like the AFC is weak as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to any of y'all that's AFC fans. It's, it's, it's a lot of teams that got a long way to go. Well, I, well, I think some teams that we forget just because they're so good. Uh, we, we have the Chiefs, of course. They look good I mean, but as far as their rookie running back. And then you have Lamar Jackson. And then you have the Ravens. There, there are some powerhouses in the AFC. It's top heavy. I mean, like I say, it's top heavy. But that bottom is so bad. Yes. The top is phenomenal. You have bottom the is horrendous. Jets, you have the uh you the got Dolphins. The, you have the Chargers going to be they probably going to struggle. I think the Chargers are going to make a lot of diff- a lot of changes. I I can see the rookie quarterback then they uh, taking over Tyrod. for Tyrod. Tyrod wasn't bad. I think he got that just because he knew the offense and he had rapport with the head coach and mm-hmm. you know, but I think you need somebody who can do more than just make some slant passes and scramble. I think you need some a pocket presence that yeah. that that rookie quarterback can provide. So I can see them making a change going into week three or week four. I can see giving him the midway. start and then them the making e, you talking about the e, Eli Daniel Jones switch. I I can see that as well. Yes, I can see that. So, you know, I, I, I'm not mad at Tyrod. I just don't see them winning with his style of play. I don't either. I don't think. But that's what I'm saying. I think they'll probably be bottom tier until they figure it out. Definitely. Um, I mean, the Raiders, we'll see what they put together. We, Raiders, they're a team that's they make it really hard for me to predict every year. They, they, they look like they might have some high hopes. I, I love their running game. Mm-hmm. I love their offensive line. But... Derek Carr is not too consistent. Not at all. He's not too consistent. I mean, he he's far from the Derek Carr that that won over Oakland's hearts. Right. Before before the injury. Right. So I mean before John Gruden, yeah. I mean, yeah, that too. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a lot of teams that are bottom feeders. But I'm saying the reason I'm saying it's it's the weaker conference. It's similar to the Eastern Conference of basketball. Outside of Miami and Milwaukee, Boston. And then the emergence of the Nets. What else? Yeah, there's not too much there. You know, they may be five, six deep. You may see the Pacers get better. Um, I mean, we'll we'll see. I mean, you just have to see what they develop into, what moves are made in the offseason. Definitely. But when you come to the West, every team from one through probably 13 is potentially a great team. Because the, there's three teams that are on the cusp of greatness in the West, and that is the Suns, the Pelicans, and the Kings. One superstar away in a couple more years of experience, and these guys will probably take the conference over. Yeah, that was a good analogy. But, yeah, definitely football. We had a really, really good week one. I was excited. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what we, what happens week two. I think we're going to see a lot of teams get exposed as far as, you know, who is going to really take over the division and who mm. – is going to make some changes. But it's going to be a long season. I think, like we said, there's going to be a lot of adjustments made. Agreed. And um, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to have equal equal opportunity to push to the playoffs or at least sneak in a wild card spot. So hard to predict who is going to, you know, obviously be playoff contenders at this point. But I think it's safe to say, you know, those teams like the uh, – 
the Saints, those teams like the the Seahawks, you know, mm-hmm. they look good. I think they're only going to get better from this point as long as they can stay healthy. But Agreed. we'll see what comes week two. We'll fill you guys in on, on what happens and, you know, what has changed between now and then. We've seen a lot of injuries, unfortunately. Due Already. To, that's crazy. Yeah. Due it's, to not having it's a preseason. Rest, no preseason. Yeah. Uh, not enough time to really get into rhythm. I mean, training right. camp started a little late yeah. this year. They kind of rushed things. So you will see, like, the thing we were talking about with Tom Brady. I think the Bucks will get it together. This is the first time I've seen Tom with a complete offense. But I think his age and not having prep time will hurt him. Um, they'll get it together. But they'll get it together. They'll get it together. I think they'll get it together more towards the middle of the season. I think this really advantages teams like the Saints and like uh, Kansas City who are – they are – Solid. They're just practicing. They're just practice for them. They just ready to go. Like the Ravens, plug and go. They're practicing. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, the things I'm really interested in, I want to see how the Rams respond to not making the playoffs last year. Like, will will this happen again to them? Because the, you got to make room for the Buccaneers where they, they slip out. Uh, the Seahawks have gotten so good. Will they drop both of those games? I'm eager to see what happens this season. Uh, we're set up for a lot of high drama. Week one was a success. Let's see what week, week two has. And we'll be back with, uh, next week to really see what's going to happen. And we'll have more analysis with you guys next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And we'll thank you for listening you to episode week. one of the 40-Yard Dash. Yeah.